ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. If you've looked at the cafe and restaurant menus throughout Australia recently, it seems like Indigenous, native Australian ingredients are having a moment. Despite their modern uptake, these ingredients are some of the world's oldest and most connected to, to, well, the world's oldest living culture. They've just been used in culinary purposes, for culinary purposes, for the longest time. These Australian native ingredients, they don't just offer nutritional and medicinal value, but they're also important for connecting people to country. So you can diversify your palate by adding these ingredients to your favourite dishes or using them to create experimental new recipes of your own. The question is, how do you start using them? Grant Lawn is a chef and owner of Bush, a restaurant in Redfern that has a concise menu that incorporates native Australian ingredients. I asked him earlier about the best place to start. Favourite is Borrigal Green, which is like a native spinach. And it's very versatile. And if prepared correctly, it's it's delicious and good for you. And just like a good, you know, it's like spinach. It's, it's like good for the soul and you can work with it in many different ways. So we, we do a uh, Borrigal Green pesto spaghetti. We utilise basil, pine nuts, parmesan, like traditional ingredients, but then also use warrigal green in the majority. Does that warrigal green give you a different flavour to traditional spinach? Can you describe what that difference is? So I'd say it's it's more of a hearty leaf. They say you need to blanch it or cook it, you know, at least in some form. Uh, it's, it's so easy to be able to use it in different forms, just in like the way you would normal spinach. Okay. All right, so the warrigal green is one option. Also, bush tomatoes I get a mention. Can you tell us about those? So I'm um, like Kuchura. They're rare and expensive and delicious. You, you know, the first time you come across them, like it's like you're expecting, like, oh, how can I use this? It's like it's going to be a tomato, like what's the vibe? And you would typically get them dried, at least in the city. And so it's like, okay, they're dried, small. How do we take another taste? Like um, you know, sun-dried tomato, but then like a bit sweet, like almost raisiny to some degree. And then how do you? So we we were doing it in a compound butter, so um, whipping whipping butter and then mixing um, bush tomato through it. And then we're doing like a beer bread by um, using grifter pale ale, which is delicious. All right, so those sound like good staple hearty foods: the warrigal greens, mm. the bush tomato. There are also, people talk about lemon myrtle and other flavours as well, leaves and spices, herbs. Can you talk about, give us an introduction into some of the other ingredients that could be incorporated when you'd like to include native ingredients in your cooking? Like the ones you can grow are probably the best to utilise. Um, so look up what's endemic to your area, like, and then looking at what's appropriate in your, you know, residence. Is it, do you have a balcony or what do you have? and then plant some stuff. And because otherwise you have to source it, which is possible, but it is also quite challenging in some ways as well. All right, so we've got a few savoury options there. What about if you're making a dessert? How do you use native ingredients in sweet foods? Native fruit is um, typically very intense, and whether it's sour or sweet or like it's um, big pips, small flesh, and it's very condensed and powerful, which is amazing. And that's... That's why, like, the fact that we have this stuff here is, like, really exciting and people are, you know, utilising it in many different ways. But 
Yeah, so in order to make it delicious in like maybe the way that we like to eat or we like to eat here at Bush is um, poaching it maybe is like a normal fruit, but or jam, like say you want to make a jam or something. So we have a pavlova on it and we take a little plum and then uh, macerate it, cook it in a little bit of sugar syrup and lemon zest, etc. Yeah, true. Like, like you have to maybe add some stuff to make it like traditionally delicious, but it is always fun to have it fresh and taste. You, you always have to taste it first up to figure out like what you're going to actually do with it. Are there rules of how to use native ingredients? Like you said, with um, the, the fruits, you have to perhaps add sugar, sweeten them a little bit to, to match yeah. modern taste. Are there any kind of rules that you think about for native ingredients in general? So, so the way, like we want to always highlight them, I guess, but without making it overbearing. So a pavlova, for example, is it's like a, a canvas to what you're going to put on top of it. Mm. So we do the Illawarra plum jam and a green, and then we get green ants in, and then we you know dot the green ants around, and um, so it's kind of like making it delicious, but also not lost. You're not just adding native ingredients for the sake of it. You're trying to like see it, but make it very yum as well. Okay, that sounds like you need a bit of restraint as well when you're cooking. Yes, yes, definitely. What's the state of uh, native ingredients in Australia at the moment? Has it plateaued? Is it picking up in popularity? What's people's attitude in general? I feel like you see it's quite a ubiquitous ingredient in many restaurants and pubs and it is celebrated, which is exciting. Um, I think it historically goes up and down. It could explode. and I hope it does. I think it's just a matter of bringing the cost down, um, the uh, availability, the accessibility, the visibility, all that kind of stuff without it, you know, costing an arm and a leg. When you say the visibility, does it need a, an Australian Jamie Oliver kind of a chef figure to champion it? What's What needs to be done to, to hype the visibility? Oh, it's, oh, just in stores. In, um, you know, it, I remember one, I was hunting down Kangaroo Tail one day years ago and Harris Farm had it wherever it was and and then I caught and then I was trying to get it again and I caught I was like oh no we don't stock that anymore and like you can get your kangaroo in this little extra section in coals or I just think it's like a big bunch like Warrigal Greens grows everywhere and it's like so it flourishes like instead of in the front presentation area I have a big pile of Warrigal Greens. Do you think a lot of these flavours have or any of these flavours have global potential? Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily like encourage it. Like I know finger lime has popped off around the culinary world, but it does have potential. And I see like there's like sometimes like almost like gimmick restaurants of um, Australian food in Amsterdam or wherever. Like just grow grow what's endemic to your area. Grow what grows there. What you've been what's meant to be there, yeah. and then just focus on that. You also work with invasive ingredients. Can you tell me about that? So we, yeah, utilize native, um, typically animals. Like, you know, if you're taking a, a damaging pest out of the environment, say a rabbit or a boar or a venison, you are helping it in a, in a small sense. And it's, you know, free positive protein right there. Like you're helping yourself eat and you're also helping the environment get back to hopefully a bit more of a natural state. That's Grant Lawn there, chef and owner of Bush which is a restaurant that is in Redfern and uses native ingredients in its cooking. ABC Listen. 
podcasts, radio, news, music, and more. 